Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Fighting on Film podcast, the podcast all about classic and obscure war movies, from the Normandy landings to the days of chivalry and swords. If it's been captured on film, we're going to try and cover it. I'm Robbie of RM Military History. I'm Matthew Moss of Historical Firearms and the Armourer's Bench. Hello, welcome back to Fighting On Film. Now, we might be in the middle of September and uh, Bridge Too Far specials are in full swing, but we had the chance to see a screener of uh, The War Below and we were kindly given access to a screener from Vertigo Releasing. So big thank you to them. And this is going to be an episode um, just talking about our thoughts. We'll use our regular format, so we'll have the alley tally. We'll have our favourite scenes and our final thoughts as always. But yeah, 2021's uh, The War Below. This is the most recent film we've ever covered on the show, Matt. I can't believe it's nearly taken us a year to do new films. It's, it's incredible, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, we're in unusual times, aren't we, with COVID and everything else. So there yes. hasn't been like a, a, a glut of new war movies coming out, but I think this is definitely the newest we've ever done, doing it, it on release day. <laughs> yeah. So just a quick little synopsis of the movie before we get into the meat of it. It's a film about tunneling in the First World War, and yeah. the movie chooses um, Hellfire Jack, a very famous um, officer from the First World War. His story is amazing. He ends up basically single-handedly destroying all the oil fields in Romania in, in 1917. And He has a very interesting wiki page, put it that way. Oh, it's, it's incredible, isn't it, Matt? Yeah. You know, and he, he looks... It's a really good likeness, actually, uh, the, the, the actor who plays him, Tom, Tom Goodman-Hill. We'll get to the cast in a minute. But yeah, the movie is just about like this little team of tunnelers, isn't it? They they need some guys to dig some tunnels to yeah. break the deadlock. And the, yeah, that's the literally film, it, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's the yeah, that's kind of it. And the film follows a team of of chaps that are sewer uh, engineers, I believe. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they were in reality. It isn't uh, it isn't really made clear in the film. Um, yeah, they're, they're sewer engineers, but um, the the guys that formed 170th Tunneling Company. The original ones were uh, engineers from Manchester. That's it, yeah. They're recruited by Hellfire Jack, uh, who was Lieutenant Colonel uh, John Norton Griffiths. 
who was a mining contractor before the war. Uh, so he was an engineer by trade, uh, he worked in South Africa and you know around empire. He had the idea of forming one of these companies and he recruits the guys, the guys go over and they dig a series of tunnels and the film climaxes with some of the detonations at uh, Messine. Um, yeah, I think that's that's basically the, the the bare plot, and we'll get into it more as we go along. It is. We'll do we'll do cast. We'll go into production because it's quite interesting. So the cast you've got Tom Goodman Hill playing Hellfire Jack. He was in Mister Selfridge, and he also was in a, I think it's a last year or the year before. Um, he was in a, a series called Cheat, and he played a, a cheating conniving teacher in it, and it was it was really good. He's He's one of the standouts in this. He's really bloody good. He is, yeah. He's strong. Yeah, this. plays an officer really well. Looks good in the kit. Looks believable as him. And I, I, I wish that that he gets another crack at Hellfire Jack because I really think he could do the character justice. Uh, Sam Hazeldean as William Hawkins. Uh, Bill, he's our main character. Um, well, Hellfire Jack and Bill are sort of the main protagonists. Yeah, he's Bill's the got... leader of the of the tunnelers, isn't he? Yeah, and you got Chris Hitchin as Harold Stockford. Um, Andrew Scarborough plays Colonel Fielding. He's the baddie. Definitely is the baddie, isn't he? He absolutely hates um, Bill and his team. And then you've got uh, Douglas Keith plays Field Marshal Haig. He turns up for about two minutes, doesn't he? Not bad, yeah. Not yeah. bad, Haig. Not a bad, Haig. You've got Joseph Stein as Shorty. Um, you've got uh, Nookie from Bad Lads Army, if everyone remembers um, Richard Newcast or Nookas. I was really surprised to see him pop up. I was I, as yeah. soon as he popped up, I knew it was him. Though I did that, you know that meme of um of DiCaprio oh, the, the standing DiCaprio up, pointing, yeah. pointing meme. I was like, it's it's Nookie. but he <laughs> plays a he plays a sergeant in this, and he it's really good. It's just very believable as an NCO, isn't he? Yeah. So we got Sam Clement as Charlie McDonald, Sam Clement as Charlie McDonald, and Elliot James Landridge as George McDonald. Yeah, brothers. Brothers, yeah. <clears throat> And I think that covers everyone. Um, Bill's wife. Anna Maguire plays Jane Hawkins. She has a small part, but she does really, you know, it's quite powerful. Mm. No, I think it's a strong cast. It's a really strong British cast of, you know, good character actors. So it, it does work really well. As we do going into production. So the movie's directed and written by J.P. Watts. And he was in the original Lads Army series um, from like 2003, is it? Matt? I can't remember. I think, yeah, going back that long. Yeah being released in the uk under um, vertigo publishing but it was produced by vital pictures in the us and they're a new company was he was he one of the lads in bad lads army i think he was one of the lads in bad lads army yeah it was lads army not bad lads army wasn't it because he was in the first that was the first one yeah lads army god that's blast from the past remember yeah that, that was good tea yeah. time telly that was it was yeah. anyway little side there filmed in 2020 i think the working title was clay kickers um, which is a really cool name I wish they'd kept it in a way. Yeah, it alludes to the method of mining that the, yeah. the guys were experts at. Mining through clay is, you know, fairly difficult. Not a mining expert, so... Um, Neither am I, funny enough. They're brought in as experts in this particular method of digging in these sectors where they, they were they were sent to. So that makes complete sense. That's a good name, but I suppose if you're looking through the listings and you're thinking, what's Clay Kickers about? Yeah. War Below is a little bit more like... Yeah, it, Clay Kickers could be a pottery... Yeah, it's, shows, it's a bit more self-explanatory, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it was filmed at the Suffolk Trenches. Um, listeners of our Journey's End episode with TAF will remember um, that they're a key location in a lot of First World War films. And they always add they always add an extra layer to these these First World War films that we see because they just look great on camera, don't they? You know, you yeah. know you can't go wrong with those trenches. Um, 
and khaki devil provided uniforms so the uniforms and kit looks great from from that point of view it does it does yeah and uh filmed at beamish as well which is unmistakably beamish isn't it always when you see it it is um and it, it stands in really well it, it, you get that you get that mise-en-scene it's already there waiting for you yeah exactly it's all set up in the museum um and the the in the sort of the interior scenes that that bill and his wife have are pretty good in that it does feel like a living home doesn't it you know yeah nothing looks nothing looks out of place no there's there's little frames and photographs and knickknacks mm. and and household accoutrements and that sort of thing so it's not it feels a, lived in doesn't it it's it not does, like a set does. you know um and it was a six hundred thousand pound budget very modest which is respectable mm. it's respectable yeah. what they've achieved with budget. it is is impressive yeah. i think so too and it was uh jp's first feature so congratulations jp on your first movie so i suppose we should we can talk through the, the plot a little bit can't we um yeah because that's where much of the meat of this discussion is going to be. The film opens up uh, with Bill and he is at a recruiting office trying to sign up. This is actually my favourite scene, so we'll probably chat about this mm. more in depth later on. But um, he is trying to enlist and it becomes clear that he's tried a number of times. And it's quite funny. He, he's asked what his occupation is and he says, accountant, man yeah. and boy, <laughs> man yeah. and boy. Yeah. Um, He's got something of Sean Bean about him, Sam. Hazel he Bain. does, yeah. The, 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 a lot of his, a lot of his um, mannerisms. Yeah, mannerisms and uh, the, the certain bits where if you weren't watching and you heard him speaking, you go, "Is that Sean Bean?" Strong, strong but, um, character actor. Yeah, yeah, he's very good. As we said, the whole cast is quite strong in this. They and are. Bill gets turned down again, goes back to work, and Hellfire Jack visits the company that he works for. Um, has a little altercation with. His boss, who isn't so happy about losing some of his men. Before that, there's the the chief of staffs meeting, isn't it? And Hellfire Jacks mm-hmm. on the you know something has to be done. We need to break the deadlock on the you know on the Somme. And something needs to happen. Something needs to be broken. And, and Hellfire Jack has this this plan, this idea, um, a nucleus of an idea of getting these tunnelers in to help mm-hmm. dig a, dig mines underneath the um, yeah the German positions, which was already being done from 1914, but. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in, in, a, yeah. in a little bit, I'm, I'm sure. But obviously with Andrew uh, Scarborough's character, Colonel Fielding, we're already getting that sort of Colonel antagonism. <laughs> yeah, he's he's really not into this mining idea. He's he? really not, no. And he pushes back against it hard, but it, it, it comes to the fore and Haig uh, basically agrees it, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. As I said, Hellfire Jack then goes and recruits the chaps um, and Bill's basically jumps at the chance, doesn't he? Yeah. Because um, yeah. he's... He's tried a number of times to sign up and, and been turned down. One of my favourite bits of, of acting that Tom does, where they, they all chuckle. He's like, time to do your bit for King and Country. They laugh. because They're like, well, what the heck mm-hmm. can we do? And while they're laughing, he starts knocking on the knocking on yeah, the table. On the desk. And he mm-hmm. goes, you know, while I like a, a joke as much as the next man, while you were laughing, someone's brother got hit by a mine, someone's father got shot by a Jerry Sniper, brings the men into the reality of the war. And I just like the way he sets up what he wants them to do. He I delivers it, it really well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that bit of the movie. I like the whole sort of... I do, yeah. You know, the briefing scene, shall we say. It's just nice. It sets up these people, you know, they're not soldiers, but they're going to go and do something that is, you know, could be very helpful to the war effort. And I think that the dialogue in that scene is really nice. We transition to the front. Yeah. Uh, there's a little scene where Bill tells his wife he's, he's going to go off and do his bit. She's not too happy. Um, he explains it to his son. 
then we, we we get to the front and they begin digging almost immediately. And it's highlighted a couple of times that they have no military experience. They don't know what's going on. And it's like a like a test, isn't it? They've got to prove that they're they're worth to the higher ups. Yeah, yeah. So there's some Tommies laughing at them. Yeah, um, that kind of thing. The first mine is to blow up a, uh, a stubborn German machine gun position in, a, in a, an abandoned farm building. They don't give it a name. They call it like Strong Point Two Fifty Six or something or like that. So if we go back a little bit, um, just after the recruitment scene, there's there's it cuts to a little bit of a sequence at the front where there's a little trench warfare scene isn't there basically yeah yep. and the, there's a, a bit of a hammy sequence where uh the officer is on telephone and goes the infantry have failed to break through which is probably that's it yeah that's that's that. meant to be the, that's the song sequence yeah it is yeah um and it, it's that bunker that that, that sector they can't get past it mm. and uh bill and the lads managed to dig underneath and 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 set off the mine which looks great actually when that it does. It does. Yeah. yeah the, the the mining detonations are great, and the, the battle sequences are nicely shot. They are good. Has to be said. Yeah. Um, and Colonel Fielding sort of grudgingly agrees that okay, maybe this mining block isn't ridiculous, mm. and but obviously he he doesn't fully get on board with this because no. the men are so unsoldierly um, because they aren't soldiers. They've never been trained. Yeah, exactly. And in reality, like the 170th Tunneling Company, which I think is what they're based on a lot of the guys eventually the the maximum they got was like eight days oh wow eight, day, yeah. eight days because they don't even um, go up to the front with training. rifles do they they you know no they're just in they're just in um like webbing and oh eight webbing and some of them even got webbing on you know someone's carrying like a bag or something um mm. you know that they're, they're trying it they are at least they show they're not soldiers you know laughed at a little bit and ridiculed by the the tommies not too much it doesn't feel like it's it's not too much where it would feel like wrong it's just a little bit here and there like you know getting laughed at and yeah yeah and and that's that's there isn't it too the way they set up that scene to so he goes out and rescues that's um, it yeah a guy that's been on a patrol double check the coordinates of of the mine that's it yeah um and he, he feels like bill feels responsible so he goes out and, and mm. saves him under fire that's literally a vc action right there it really is yeah or military cross <laughs> or something yeah. give that guy that mentioned dispatches because <laughs> that sequence reminds me of in uh, jeffrey mallin's battle of the somme um when mm. you get the really famous sequence of the the soldier on the chap's shoulders mm-hmm. you, you know you'll know the sequence you've seen it You've either seen a still of oh, it, a thousand or times you've seen in it in a thousand documentaries. Yeah. But it really harked back to that, and I wonder if JP was echoing that faint, those famous images because mm. there were parts of this movie where, yeah, I said it on our Testament of Youth episode. It's like the greatest hits of the First World War. You've got to have someone going into no man's land. You've got to have mm. an artillery barrage. You've got to have an MG position. You've got to have lands with gas masks or tin hats on you know it's all these sort of tropes and cliches of the first world war well it's yeah it's how they're used isn't it so they're they're cultural touch points for that's it the the public but they are things that were really there it's just that Mm. that's what everyone's called to expect you have to hit those beats don't you as you said with testament of youth the certain beats that the the public expect to to be hit otherwise they'll go why wasn't that included yeah but yeah so he saves that guy and and hellfire jack and berates him for it doesn't he says bit. thank god you thank god you're going home yeah um and but then he explains that well kennel fielding explains that they're gonna they're gonna mine on Messine just before he's uh bill's dismissed and the guys are heading off to uh to go home i said they're sitting on railway lines aren't they waiting for a train yeah yeah it's a bit, bit of an odd place to pick up a train <laughs> it's a bit dangerous isn't it yeah but yeah, yeah. they're the car um, railway children in that bit aren't they <laughs> 
Bill sort of makes an impassioned plea to the, the chaps that, you know, they still need to go and make a difference. Um, at this the new only mine. ones that can dig that clay, you know, that's what they give it all the big yeah. that, you know, the only ones it that is. can do this. Which isn't really true. It, it would have been yeah. in 1915, yes. Yeah. But that... at this point, we're approaching 1917. And at this point, there's God knows how many tunneling companies. Yeah. So should we, I think now we should just address the historical chronology a little bit. Yeah. Because it's, I know for other people, it'd be a real sticking point of the movie. Yeah. It's decisions that have been made, isn't it? Um, yeah. Production yeah. wise to get across the narrative, plot. you know, just yeah. condensing of time that watching it first time, it was okay. I didn't think about it as much, but on my second viewing, I was a little bit like, hmm, okay. Like you've pulled something from this, you've pulled something from here, but you know, what are you trying to say? You're trying to say these men blew the machines mine. Or were you trying to say they blew a miner at machines because there was more than one mine. Yeah, there was 19 in the scene. The movie so. sort of at one point poises that it's the big mind that we all sort of think of when we yeah. think of machines. Yeah, I know what you mean. So let's let's go back to the beginning of the film. And uh, Bill is trying to enlist and the MO, the medical officer, is writing down the date. And it's yep. September 1915, Okay, which is already about six months after 170th Tunneling Company was formed by Held by Jack. He originally suggested it in late 1914 was turned down as uh and then he suggested it again in i think february 1915 you can you can find some great articles on this simon jones has done yeah there is lots of lots of uh talks and such uh you should definitely check those out i'm by no means an expert on this this is just what i've been reading around the film yeah, yeah. and with the film obviously they're arriving in france in i think spring 1916 so it's or is it after it's, it'd be after the song wouldn't after it as you song, said earlier like, you know maybe august time September time. So, so we're looking at, yeah, so we're looking at post Psalm, um, which takes us well beyond when they would have, in reality, yeah. been arriving because they, yeah. they did take the guys straight from their engineering works in Manchester straight to the front. Yeah. And they were working within days on, on that first mine. And that's where the chronology starts to fall apart a little bit. Mm. Um, because once they've done that first mine and they get sort of assigned to the, the machines mine, then that is taking us to the beginning of 1917 because the mine gets blown on June 7th, yep, 1917. It. The movie says that um, they blew their mine in the movie on the 6th of March. So maybe that was a preliminary. I don't know, but the, yeah, the but Messines mines were all blown at the beginning of the battle on yep. the June 7th. Yeah. So the chronology is a little bit out of place. And... It confused me on first watch because I was like, okay, so I know these guys were getting there in 1915, but these the people wearing Brodies. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then there's, obviously it says the Somme at some point, and mm-hmm. then they're at Messine. So they've been at the front for like, if they'd gotten there in 1915, they would have been at the front for like two years. Mm. Um, but it, the dialogue and the feel, it's obviously that they're, they're like six months, Maybe they're for like nine months, months max. So. Yeah, something like that. Because it's it, the thing for me is it they go like oh yeah we're working in shifts later on in the movie but you never see like mm. another tunneling section no. that take over from them and the movie I think the movie could have maybe just said you know oh look the other guys are working just as hard as us we owe it well to they them. could have had some guys pass them you know in the trench yeah like passing in the night sort of thing you know yeah. because it it just I think the movie would have done good just remind the audience that look there was a whole tunneling. Yeah, the Royal it Engine- does feel that it's just yeah. them, doesn't it? There was the, the tunneling core of the Royal, Royal Engineers. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. 
Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Tunneling Corps. Yeah, there was Australian, there were Canadian units. It was a Commonwealth. Yeah, there was even a New Zealand. Exactly. And they were all active at the scenes. Of course, yeah. You know, famously, the the first Australian Tunneling Corps, they... They blow the, the the big mine in 1917, yeah. the one that we all... Yeah, Hill 60. Hill 60 mine, yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe it could have just been good just to have a little bit more inclusion, perhaps. But you could come away from this movie thinking that these chaps were the only... Yeah, it does skew the history a little, little bit. bit. They um, do mention so... those other tunnels, but not enough yes. for me. Yeah. Sometimes I just wish they had. It just niggles a bit, I think. Well, it's our job with this pod to sort of point out these sort of inconsistencies. And, and while it's a good film... I think it, you know we have to we have to mention the fact that it plays a little bit with the chronology, doesn't it? For me, it's when they've blown up that MG position. Mm. After that, then the the historiography gets muddled because up to that point, it could be a fictional. I wrote down in my notes, it's factional. Yeah, they never actually say that it's the the original guys of of one seventy tunnel. Yeah, there's like a blurring of fiction and fact there, and I I could put up with it to a point, but then but there's a little it, bits that just. The fact that it's clay kickers kind of links them to those original 170 company. Yeah. If you can leave your brain at the door enough, then that's cool. I just couldn't at certain points. It's it's kind of like an overarching effort, isn't it, to sort of tell yeah. that story? Exactly. I know there's going to be other people that will spit some feathers over over some of this, but then there are people that won't. Yes, what we always say, you know, it, it, how accurate do you go? Do you show the, the raw truth or do you skew it for narrative purposes? It's a fine line. I think the movie, it just about pulls it off in sections. Then other sections, it falls off the rails a little bit. They could have done a straight telling if they'd, you know, put some um, uh, signals in there in the plot, you know, mm. to tell people that this is the beginning. Um, this is how the core grew. Yeah. These are what they were working on. Yeah. They could have had just like a, a, a straight cut from the original arrival of the guys to the scenes sure yeah they could have yeah 100 percent. maybe that's budgetary maybe they just could they did what they did with oh, the budget i'm, I'm they sure had. it is yeah because it's, we it's, know you know 600k i mean it's a production choice it's, it's amazing a what micro they've budget these with, days yeah it's amazing what they've achieved with, of course. with 600 000 should we jump into the alitali it's time for alitali on fighting on film So my Ali Tally this week, it's the first time a rock's appeared on the Ali Tally, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. One of the brother, the brother, this tunnel sequence where they're fighting the German tunnelers, he mm. does one of them in with a rock. And there's a oh, really good, really good sound when it, a really good thunk when it hits the fella. Like the, brutal. The, 
the contact underground scene is actually really good. Yeah. And I know it's your fave scene that you want to talk about in a little bit, so I won't go into it, but it is very good. It's really good. Um, you know, there's an entrenching tool being used to to dispatch a, a German tunneler as well. And I know that from a little bit of research, you know, it was quite brutal hand-to-hand combat down those tunnels at times. Mm. We had grenades, clubs, um, you know, Webley's revolvers, things like that. I know the guys didn't have any training it you know it never says they had any military training and there's a sequence mm-hmm. where i mean i know you'll probably talk about the webley more but there's a sequence where hellfire gives bill his revolver and you know sort yeah. of insinuates that you know you are going to meet other tunnels in in those tunnels eventually and that's quite a pivotal scene um, that's where they sort of they know the yeah, job's going to be bill, tough bill talks about hearing scratching which again back to the chronology they would have known that the germans were mining because the germans started mining before the british right. started mining yeah um, so they would have known that it was inevitable that they would have encountered one another in counter mining and such. Mm. Um, if you've never like read around, yeah, the the the, the tunneling and the uh, and the the counter mining etc. on the Western Front, it really is worth. Oh, it's fascinating, uh, isn't it? Just doing a little bit of reading, and there's some great talks on it online. I mentioned Simon Jones earlier; he, he has a great talk on it. It's just another part of the First World War that people forget about. Mm. That's one thing this movie can be heralded for that is just showing a different aspect of the war. It's not all trenches. All the hell of it above ground and then below ground, you have these men fighting their own war like mm. 12, 15 hours a day underground. Yeah. Hot, uh, sweaty. Digging, and then the the jeopardy of one wrong pickaxe strike and yeah. you're opened up onto a, a German gallery yeah. and there's the, all hell's yeah, not or, loose. Or, or a mine closes in on you and you get suffocated by earth. You know, it's yeah. a horrible yeah. way to fight a war. Going back to the alley tally, you know, Tell us about a Webley, Matt. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so Hellfire hands um, Bill his Webley, which I think is uh, it's Mark V, I think, or maybe Mark VI. Anyway, it's a 455 Webley. He hands it over. And at this point, it's probably you know worth mentioning. I'll, I'll talk a bit about it when you get to your fave scene as well, Rob. Mm-hmm. But he he probably would have been handed that much earlier, I think. I think so, it, too. Yeah. Um, because you have that jeopardy of possibly encountering Germans uh, mm. in a countermine. It wouldn't have been Hellfire Jack that was handing over. No, that's his own personal weapon. Yeah. So it, it would have come from trench stores or, you know, Yeah, just sign um, out a weapon for Bill. And that's, yeah, that's yeah. another, that's not, it's not a major criticism of mine, but maybe it could just have a bit of Hellfire going, take these lads and it's just like a 08, you know, large pack full of clubs and Webleys yeah, and maybe yeah. like a cut down SMLE or something. Well, they, they were frequently issued daggers and, and yeah. stuff. Um, like that could be like a stark moment for them when they realise it's not just going to be them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It could be just a nice little pivotal moment for the for the mm. characters. But yeah, my other, my other alley pick is actually the geophone. Um, yes. One of the yeah. guys is is always with the geophone on the mm. wall, um, which is something you do see in a lot of photographs that they, they took or restaged later. Uh, chaps listening for, you know, German yeah. miners. With with geophones, um, so that was my little alley pick. There's um there's there's a German maxim in there. There is um, yeah, which you see super briefly. Um, yeah, German kit doesn't look too bad from the, the split no. seconds no. we see. I some mean, it'll, be, it'll be khaki devils costume stores, won't exactly. it? So it's gonna exactly. it's good. You know, we know it's good. Um, and I just recognise a lot of friends from my reenactment days in, in it, which was quite nice. I won't I won't mention any names, but it was it was just nice to see them.
my favorite scene is well, it's just a series of sequences, really, but the tunnel sequences, I think, are just the most strongest point in the movie. And I mean, good, they they should be because it's a movie about tunneling. Um, yeah, yeah, of course, that makes sense. They're really claustrophobic, they don't really have they don't use a lot of soundtrack when they're in there. It's a lot of diegetic mm-hmm. sounds, whether that's yeah, a bit of earth moving or a creek, or just the men moving around in the environment. I really like the sequences and it it was just really nice and atmospheric and it was a complete stark contrast to being outside the trench and it was mm. you felt like you could breathe it was quite an open space and then when you move in it, it well there's that it scene where they're like right. in a field playing cricket yeah which is a huge contrast bills has been given his webley and they're in the trench and they're listening out and they hear scratching and it's all sort of nods and hand gestures and whispering really really quiet whispering and they encounter a german a couple of german uh, tunnelers yeah screaming englander <laughs> you know it's very commando-esque stuff but it's it works and they have a scrap and it's very visceral it's very brutal um one of the chaps um i can't remember if it's george or charles it might be george he um doesn't react he freezes up yeah Can't he's help. crippled by fear isn't crippled he? by fear like- yeah. yeah, and which you can completely understand because they're not soldiers. Yeah, it's a, it's a reaction that I'm sure would have been yeah. had. I mean, these guys have been trained. No, of course, yeah. This is fight or, this is fight or flight or in... It is, yeah. Uh, his case, you know, freeze. Yeah, and they're all friends as well, so they're fighting for each other. Um, and it, it, I just, you know, you feel every punch in that sequence. I like it. And you mm. don't feel when the men are killing, you don't feel like they want to kill, but they just have to. It's um, mm. one of the parts of the film that I found that, that was the most human and the most realistic, I think. I... I very strong sequences. That's and if that's where the budget's gone, then great. I just wish there were more of them. Yeah, I I do too. I'd like I'd like to have seen more um, more de- uh, sort of depiction of the technical aspects of it, of the the work yeah. they were doing. Yeah, you know. I would have liked to have seen them sort of demonstrate the, the clay kicking itself, the technique yep. where they're working on their backs, digging with you know yeah, uh, special is, shovels. That's so interesting and in how they did mm. that silently and. The amount of dirt they could move in the time frame that they did is incredible. Mm. You know, mm. it's um, and that that's the thing. I think it's a it's a movie where you want to go and learn more about these guys. But I just wish the movie they, would have had a sequence. They do show the budgies and and yeah, of and course. And they have a, they have a um, drunk rat, don't they? At one point, because they yeah. the budgie there's a, a gas explosion and they they run out of budgies or something. Yeah, that was good. That was a good inclusion. The gas yeah. explosion, um, the contact underground um, sequences were really really well done mm. you know there's, there's that bit where the where is it bill that's getting sort of drowned in some um a puzzle in a puddle yeah, yeah. that's really brutal it is it is yeah. and it must have been it must have been most terrifying place to fight 100 oh, I mean, percent. yeah you think you think about fighting in a trench and it always puts, sends a, a shiver down my spine you know mm. thinking about fighting in that confined space but then you make that that confined space covered over the top and yeah. about 30 percent smaller yeah you know, and not only could you be fighting with someone else who's just probably just as scared as you, but your actions of fighting could collapse the very exactly. cavity you're in or the tunnel that you're in. It's, it's just yeah. an added... all, the, all the Germans could panic and blow the mine at any moment. Yeah, exactly. They could they could collapse in your mind, and you'd have to start all over again. If you, if, you know, if if you were lucky to get out, you'd probably have to start all over again. It's just, it's horrific. It's and that's the the film does do a good job of conveying that. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But hey ho. So Matt, what's your what's your favorite scene? But my favourite scene is uh, the actual opening of the film where um, Bill is trying to sort of enlist mm. 
and we get we get these lovely shots in Beamish, yeah, um, where it, they've recreated a uh, a recruitment office, and there's loads of guys queued up down the street, and you see the mo laying out his stethoscope and his kit and his, mm. his forms. He's writing the date down, and then they you know they bring the guys in, and it's they're, they're all in a queue, and it's all they're all they're all uh, costumed really well. Yep. They're all very believable. Um, and I just, I just really like that sequence. It's sort of like a montage of how they uh, medically, you know, appraised these men that wanted to enlist. Mm. Um, really strong sequence conveys that enthusiasm of men wanting to join up. There's a young lad and his dad. The touching scene where his, his dad gives him his bowler and says, you're a man now. And then he's the, the chap in the he, trench when it cuts. I loved that. Yeah, I that really, really, really like really that. good. That's a mm. good switch. Yeah, cause they go straight from him being handed the bowler to him being the messenger that tells the officer that the, yeah. the attack has stalled. Sorry, sequences in that trench where you know near misses of shells go off, mm. and that's really nice. But yeah, I really enjoyed that sequence, and I, I like I like the sequence where um, Bill is um, is trying to get round the officer. You know, he's yeah. like, account- I mentioned it earlier, account man and boy. Yeah, um, yeah. and and the mo sort of like jokes that there's a there's a crackle on your lungs no doubt caused by all that pencil lead <laughs> yeah um, i did laugh at that that was funny because <laughs> he's he's not trying to like say like i don't want you to join up i just physically can't let you in yeah he sort of explains that he has rules um, yeah yeah it's clear that that bill has tried a couple of times at this mm. point to, to enlist mm. and it, there's just no way yeah um, but yeah that's that's my favorite Great. scene from the film i i just like that representation of the beginning of the war for so many men that was that was where it started yeah, for yeah the recruitment yeah. element of it so i think that brings us on to final thoughts this week I'll, I'll kick us off i enjoyed it i didn't think it was a bad film i i was surprised because the trailer was the trailer i know it got a lot of interest on twitter and mm. and, and and then the social actually it was a good yeah. trailer yeah and the movie didn't disappoint I, I quite liked it the only thing i think where it where it falls down is that historiography the, the chronological order of events and you know, mm. is this a fictional, is this meant to be a fictional team or on a fictional mine, on a yeah. fictional part of the front, but set in as much reality as they can, or is it an actual retelling? Because that's where it gets muddled. But then I enjoyed the the team of the sewer engineers. I, I enjoyed them as characters. I thought their banter was good. They felt like real people. There's bits yeah. where they're talking and, you know, so I've known you for 20 years and this isn't like you. Why are you like this? Yeah. yeah why are you trying to prove yourself as a hero? You're not a hero. Like it felt quite real. You know, they did feel like fish out of water all the way through, mm. you know, I never felt like they were, there was like a big sea change and they were all professional soldiers. I did. I, they all felt like real people. They were grounded people. I, I like that. But there's one, there's one little thing that I really didn't like. <laughs> and I know it will really irk some people. And I know me and Matt have been racking our brains about it after they blow the big mine, which looks fantastic. Like that looks great. There's a little radio broadcast, like a news piece. Mm. And that I don't know if that's put in after the fact or it, it was in the script. I don't know. I, I did get to talk to JP over um, Instagram uh, a few times. I, I didn't ask. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a bit odd because <laughs> it's just I know that commercial broadcast radio and like the radio, how we know it now didn't really. It's like a 20. Yeah, there were news bulletins until the 30s, basically. Yeah. And. It, that news bulletin, what does it say? It says there's been a 
big attack on the machine. Yeah. Allowing British troops to overcome the Germans. Very uh, 40s in its way it's done. It is. It's so Commonwealth forces are not that much. You know, it might as well do that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, it's it's obviously just anachronistic been too much, I think. It is. They could have had I, I was saying to Rob before we began recording that it could have bookended the film because it opens with uh, Paperboy mm-hmm. trying to sell the evening standard. And they could have easily bookended the film with uh, a paperboy saying more or less the same thing. That'd have been fine. Yeah, I think it's just it sticks out a bit like a sore thumb. There's only a bit that really made me angry, if I'm honest. It's a it's a World War II touchstone, isn't it? A little Radio bit. broadcasts in films. Um, but yeah, that, that bit falls down a little bit when you realise that they, they the radio wasn't like that. Not many people, I don't think radio ownership in Britain exploded until the 20s, 30s. Um, it's just it's one of those things. Yeah, we can't help it. We, you know, you can't like everything. So, Matt, your your final thoughts? I enjoyed it. I really did. Yeah. Um, I I was a little bit confused by the chronology, but once I sort of figured that out and mm. understood what the, what they were, the film was trying to do, I I, I did enjoy it. Um, it's a really solid cast putting in some great performances. Um, production value pretty impressive um for, for as you say six nice thousand. camera work good sound editing yeah the cinematography is really good the the sound design as you mentioned with the um with the tunnel tunneling sounds and such that's that was very effective mm. um actually like the inclusion of field punishment number one actually that was a nice inclusion when did you ever see that actually, we didn't we, we didn't film, talk about that but um i think there's one film called field punishment number one and who it, is there it's about a conscientious uh objector who is is punished um, but yes, that was an inc- interesting inclusion. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I, mm. I did. I mean, obviously, discuss some of the sort of pitfalls. But bum bum. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bit, bit of a mining pun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And um, big up, Matt. Big up. <laughs> and I, I thought, I thought it was quite a strong film. Definitely one to watch alongside something like Hill Sixty. I think. Yeah. I hope. I mean, as I said, I, I was talking to JP online, and he was saying that um, Tom Tom Goodman Hill, who who played Hellfire, want, wants the opportunity to play him again. So I really hope that if there's a follow up, we can get a movie about Hellfire's life, or maybe him in Romania with his Batman putting cement down Romanian oil tanks. I mean, I'd watch that. Yeah, that'd be quite something, wouldn't it? That's that's an aspect of the war that people really do Don't not know. About. Yeah, and if if there's some more budget to be given to jp and i hope that he can use what he learned on this one and, and do a hellfire biopic i mean that would be something it would i really do thank you for listening everyone to this uh, special episode of final film uh, thank you again to the people at vertigo for allowing us to do this early review for everybody and i think uh, war below is on video on demand and i think it's getting a, a cinema release over here um and yeah check it out if you've got time so as always uh, like share subscribe support us on patreon follow the facebook and we'll catch you next time thanks for listening guys bye everybody bye